Hello world. Welcome to the Daring World podcast. With your host Frank Mondoze. Hello everyone. Thank you for joining me on another episode of the Daring World podcast. Today I am coming to you from Montreal, Canada, April 7th in the midst of the international covid pandemic shit is getting real people are dying people are sick the planet is in quarantine the whole planet is in quarantine as a action as a collective action to fight this invisible enemy as the media likes to speak it well the whole planet except for Sweden actually which is quite interesting and quite a gift as well because by having Sweden demonstrate a level of courage and uh not uh, like sovereign decision making they are have not taken to the isolation rules and they are going through life as uh, regular and uh, any other day And so why is it important that uh, Sweden is doing this is because it creates a control group. Because if at the end of this or as we go through this if Sweden's deaths end up somewhere in the middle of the pack uh in in ref in reference to Europe well then there's going to need to be a large questioning about uh was this the most effective strategy for the for the planet in, in effect shut down the planet and just want to state for the record for all the people listening i am pro isolation and i am pro flattening the curve i think it's important i know people on the front lines and i care about them dearly and i think it's important to minimize the inundation of possible patients going into uh the hospitals as well as taking care of our healthware uh healthcare professionals that said uh my intention here today the reason i am coming to you and speaking to you about uh my experience in the whole covid pandemic is because i have been on my free time like a lot of us have been investing a lot of time on facebook and uh the reason i'm doing this is really just to number one uh or the internet uh number one get information so gather information learn about what's going on uh, about what's going on with the pandemic and or you know just general learning uh continual personal development silos of thought two points of view for the most part if we go really general we have on one side scientific rationalists and on the other side we have conspiracy theorists and it's like there's like really two realities playing out at least that's the way i see it because i'm an individual that uh likes to play on both sides 
I um, believe that it's absolutely important and fundamental to meet the world with the available science and make decisions based on the available science. I'm also of the idea that there are uh, different powers in the world at play with various agendas. Uh, I'm less inclined to say that they are organized. I believe that, um, you know, life is chaotic. Uh, chaos exists every day and there are uh, authorities and powers that are always looking to gain more power and more control over the population, resources, and ideas. And so we find ourselves in a, in, a, in a funny place because ultimately we all want to see the wellness of our neighbor. We all want to get back to real life. And yet we find ourselves at home and separated and thank god for technology because it really uh, keeps us connected but at the same time it keeps us distracted so if there's one thing that all of us could be investing time uh, in while we are in isolation is some time to go inside some time to be silent and some time to really do some uh, introspection in regards to how you have how we have shown up in our life to date and why do I say this I say this because when you know when we were going through the rat race and the everyday hustle and bustle running from one place to another a lot of us would speak uh, to the idea of oh if only we could have a break if only we could slow down if it only wasn't about money if it wasn't if only i could have more time to invest in my wellness if only i had more time to invest in my art or my gifts well guess what now we got it and instead of like investing your time while everybody else is advancing guess what everybody else is at the same point. We're all sitting down and we're all having to sit in the unknown. So here's an opportunity for those of us who have always been looking for a, a, uh, an opening, an opening for us to upgrade, up-level, whether it be through personal development or some uh, different practice, we have this chance right now. So before I go any further, I just want to give uh, you a bit of more about my background. Um, I graduated university uh, with a um, degree in marketing, as well as a minors in sociology and psychology. So when it comes to these situations in society, for me, it's a, it's a great opportunity to really get a litmus test of where people are and how we're doing collectively. And as a marketer, I uh, love tracking and I get excited about tracking, even though when I track things that uh, are quite um, unpleasant to watch, um, I love watching how 
corporations and government use marketing, PR, and spin in order to drive uh, a movement, an action, or a belief system. So when it comes to COVID-19 and COVID life, I've been spending some time online and watch and putting out different um, types of posts. And my posts are always designed to um, uh, stir people up, have them ask themselves questions, get people thinking. I feel the, the biggest problem is people don't want to think. They want to grab to the closest teddy bear or um, blanket, you know, a little blanket that we sleep with and wrap ourselves in it because everything is so scary. So we just dive deep into uh, the position that makes us comfortable and makes us feel so more safe. And I see a lot of that going on. I see a lot of people like really holding on to their position almost as though that being right in this is... Uh, is is winning i will that will actually being right is going to keep you more safe from this uh disease or this virus but it's not actually the one uh, most important thing that we should be considering doing at this time is thinking of our uh health and wellness and the best way to speak uh, to take care of our health and wellness is to Put ourselves in uh, environments that are in ease, that are pleasant, that bring out laughter, that bring out joy, that we uh, take proper health precautions, that we eat well, that we go to bed early, that we exercise, that we take vitamins and supplements. These are all ways that we can ensure that we um, get through this. And, you know, one thing is for sure is everything that I've read to date in regards to, okay, there's this virus. We can't be afraid that everybody's going to die. It's, it's, you know, it doesn't kill everybody. 98% of people recover. I mean, I don't know if that uh, statistic is uh, accurate or not anymore. It's constantly changing. And people are using science and statistics to spin whatever agenda that they have. And so... This is uh, the piece that we uh, need to be really aware of. And one thing is for sure is if you're on Facebook arguing your position because, you know, that makes you feel good or that makes you feel self-actualized or if you really think you're doing the responsible thing by encouraging everybody to stay home, well, you're actually in the savior position and so you could let go of that and just really start taking care of yourself through those things that I said earlier. Now, the main thing I want to talk about, I alluded to it a couple of times, is this movement between scientific rationalists and conspiracy theorists. These two energies that are competing for righteousness is how I see it. And there's two storylines going on. There's like the official narrative, which a 
uh, bat and pig somehow shared something and created a virus that jumped in China in this market that jumped from that to a human being, all right? And now this virus seems to be like the perfectly uh, naturally organic uh, virus to like kill so many people or the perfect weapon, uh, biological weapon. And so when that's one side of it is that, you know, there's this uh, virus that's going out that's natural. And on the other side is that, you know, that it's not natural. It was man-made and potentially released either through by accident or malevolent uh, intentions. And so what I'm seeing is that there is a lot of, uh, let's call it passion and uh, excitement uh, coming from individuals who have taken the time to really dive deep into the studies of the science related to COVID. So uh, the first trend that we have is the we have scientific rationalists who have become, you know, microbiologists overnight. They are Facebook certified to give all the advice, all the really professional advice because they know somebody and or they when they did a course in biology and or because, you know, they just read. And so these people love to come with a lot of righteousness and they like to uh, teach you and tell you and put you in your place. And that if at all you have a question or a uh, reason for looking at something in a different way, they almost like discredit through you through uh, making fun of you and or linking you to the most uh, deepest and craziest conspiracy theory. And so this is ultimately a strategy. It's a way to justify one's position. It's a way to make right and make wrong. Uh, make the other wrong so that they can feel justified and somehow more safe in their body. On the flip side, though, we have conspiracy theorists. And conspiracy theorists are quite interesting. I've been down the rabbit hole. Around 10 years ago, I, was, uh, I did a lot more research in conspiracy theory. And what I could tell you is that a lot of what I saw back then are, is still the, what is circulating nowadays, except with a lot more um, dots that are connected. And so in regards to the conspiracy theorists, there's a few um, pieces that I get critical with conspiracy theorists. Number one, I feel like most conspiracy theory is negative. So we'll say like 95% of conspiracy theory is negative. And it is, I feel, designed almost to feel, uh, keep you feeling disempowered, like a victim, and or needing to respond in fighting against. And so a lot of conspiracy theory, the other thing around conspiracy theory that uh, annoys me is that there are some theories that do hold some water but needs more research and needs more um, uh, grounding and proof and, and science, let's call it. And then there's other theories that are just like so whack and so out there. And the people holding the points for these uh, theories 
are just like uh, exaggerated and they hold the point like to almost to the death. So it's almost like it lacks credibility. And this is exactly what the establishment counts on. For years and years and years and years, this started probably in the, somewhere in the 60s, if I'm not mistaken, where the term conspiracy theory came out, the 60s or 70s. And it was the government who led this uh, label, conspiracy theory, because oftentimes there was a whistleblower that was coming out and sharing some information that was so egregious that most people would laugh at it or uh, not even consider it as plausible. And so establishment, what they do in order to save their butts is they make this person seem really crazy <clears throat> and strip them of their credibility. Think I'm lying? Let's look at this right now in a provable context. Once upon a time, there was a conspiracy theory that said that the U.S. government on its war on terror and the implementation of the Patriot Act has gone beyond the order to use cellular data, metadata to track behavior and to hunt terrorists. And eventually, they overstepped their boundaries with that and started using the same powers that they were given by the American people to track and keep them safe and track and, and, and jail terrorists. They have started to use that same technologies and those same techniques against its own people, starting to spy on Americans and America and the Constitution is about freedom, one's ability to have a private life and a free life without government uh, infringement. And for the longest time, anybody that would talk about this was labeled a conspiracy theorist. And if you're labeled a conspiracy theorist, then you've lost credibility. So no point in even talking. And that's the whole point of calling somebody a conspiracy theorist to strip their, their credibility. So no matter what they say, holds no water. And then along comes a f at least you know three people, but let's talk about one. Along comes a man who is in a moral dilemma that he is asked to do things in representation of his country when in fact the things that he's being asked to do goes against the constitution of his country. And so he's in a moral dilemma. Turn the other way, look the other way, and keep on living life as usual, get your job, high position, high access to information, access to power, and or come out and leak the information that is needed for people to understand that their government has actually overstepped their boundaries and have started to doing something that is morally reprehensible in the United States, which is spy on its people. So it was Edward Snowden who came out with that information. And it's Edward Snowden that has given up his life, his free American life, to now st stuck as in, in Russia and living a life in Russia and knowing that he is being tracked 
and hunted. And this guy will not get a fair trial in the United States, just like Julian Assange is not getting a fair trial in Britain for being a uh, journalistic avenue that has shared these revelations. And so there's attack on uh, freedom of speech and journalism. Yes, what Edward Snowden did was wrong. He betrayed uh, the United States military for revealing secrets. But it was wrong in terms of the law of the military. But was it really ethically wrong to let the world know that this conspiracy theory was actually a fact? And now, because of Edward Snowden, things are changing. Uh, new rules are implemented to start to protect and limit the ability of governments using metadata to track their citizens. And the planet is more aware that there are nefarious groups within uh, all governments that have their own agenda to gain more power and control. And so coming back to what I'm seeing online is literally two different realities. One reality from the scientific rationalists and another reality coming out of the conspiracy theorists. And the conspiracy theorist rabbit hole is so deep, as you've seen, it's like everything is connected. Coronavirus is connected. Um, to 5G, and 5G is connected to digital identity, and digital identity is connected to vaccination, and vaccination is connected to COVID, so everything is actually connected. And, and, it, and it even goes deeper than that. But I mean, I'm not saying this is true, false, or whatnot, but even as I'm speaking it and I'm connecting those dots, it might sound to you that that's a forecast. And this is what conspiracy theorists do. They, they forecast and they watch what's going on and they pick up the news and, and they bring it together and they create a theory and they put it out. Now where they lose credibility is that they start to believe their own theories. And this is where scientific rationalists really take down uh, the conspiracy theorists is because they're coming in with their own passion and their own, um, like let's say called drunken and blinded belief system that this is going to be absolutely true. And conspiracy theorists hold on to this because they're really grasping for the desire for something to change or something to transform. And so my opinion is it's all true and it's all false. Even in science, you can look and break down studies that have been put together in a way that is questionable. We could uh, question if it was properly peer-reviewed. We could question where the finances uh, came from. We could question, was there an agenda associated to passing uh, an idea so that we could get approval for something else? Was it peer-reviewed by other peers that were also paid for and bought and paid for or funded somehow or given some level of kickback? So the idea that all science and everything that comes out of science is actually true actually pulls out the idea that there are uh, agendas out there that are pushing forward uh, in order to get what they want. And they're using numbers and science to do that. 
So I think that if you're coming 100% from the scientific perspective without dropping in, without going into the shamanic spaces, without listening, without questioning what's going on here, what's the agenda, what's the end game, and I could give you one clear conspiracy theory in regards to what the potential end game of COVID is, if it's malevolent. So there's a lot of ifs, and this is why theory is questionable, nor should we be uh, believing this as fact, but just as something to consider is, how about if COVID-19 is the an exercise drill to get people comfortable and um, assimilated with the idea that in order to be socially responsible, in order to protect people, in order for you not to have blood on your hands, blah, 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 uh, that you must stay inside your house. And if this gets crazy or if something is revealed, and if we feel like we need to go out into the streets and speak about this, Guess what? This virus is the perfect virus and the perfect excuse to force people inside. And so Bill Gates is already speaking that he does not believe that borders or anything should change until a vaccine is created and everybody is vaxxed. And so how can that be a logical um, uh, end game? How can putting in a foreign substance in our body that is questionable because it's been just being tested in the recent, doesn't have enough time to really be fully tested to see how 100% effective and what um, uh, consequences it may have in the future, just like cigarettes just like all these things they everything was supposed to be okay and then years later they find it has uh, uh health damning effects so why would why does bill gates want us all to be vaccinated well there's a few reasons he wants us all to be vaccinated and one of the end games can be possible digital identity and with digital identity you know, it's like they already have a lot of our information with our phone and where we where we go and where we travel. And people say, who cares? I have nothing to hide. Well, will you have something to hide or not when they start becoming prejudiced over who has had this virus and who has not and if you don't get a vaccine you won't be able to travel or get on a bus or on a train or in a venue or whatnot these are all new ways almost draconian ways moving to the future to get more of a controlled system so that's one very like obvious conspiracy theory that can be considered now, in my experience even whispering this idea in public draws the ire, the contempt, and the venom of scientific rationalists. To which I have to say, it's like, why are you so insecure? And they will say it has to do with the fact that misinformation is dangerous and can lead to uh, deaths and so on and so forth. That's exactly the same fucking thing that they told Edward Snowden. The reason why Edward Snowden was dangerous is because by revealing the secrets that he was making the world more dangerous, putting military uh, in uh, threat, and that it would lead to more deaths. And it hasn't. Nothing that Edward Snowden has said or shared has led to more death. And if anything, it has uh, brought us closer to more liberty. So my request, my uh, vision of this is that we start to 
release the need to be right about things that we don't know. We don't know. You are not a freaking scientist. You are not uh, a, a, a private eye that has studied all these things, whether you're uh, the scientific side or conspiracy side. Nobody knows really anything. And the whole spinning of trying to convince each other that we're right, it's the same thing with politics. This is the way they, um, they when I say they, this is the way the system keeps us distracted, keeps us in fighting so that we can't really get focused on the true issue, which is the call to greater sovereignty and greater freedom versus more fear and more control. And what I'm calling out to is more tolerance, more allowance of having people express themselves whether you agree or not it doesn't matter opinions will not kill anybody people have told me they're disappointed in me because i uh, put out a comment that was unpopular and you know as if i uh, broke their vision of me maybe that's exactly what i did maybe people have an idea of who i am or project onto me what they want me to be when actually I'm not that I am me so can you love me not for who I present myself to be or who you think I am but actually love me as I am and this is one of the biggest gifts one of the most spiritual gifts that I've learned from some brothers in the field being with them as part of the remember journey is that we're not always gonna get along. We're not always going to agree, but can we come back to the heart and can we love and can we learn to love each other's differences and even love each other's ignorance? Because each and every person is where they are and that's perfect. Each and every person is being called in this moment to wake up and choose a third way, not the status quo and the rhetoric and the mainstream narrative and not the rebellion and the fight and the antagonism, but a third path, the path of the heart. And I don't know what that looks like just yet, post-COVID life in this new normal that we are going to emerge in but for the moment i'm in the listening i'm in the listening i'm in the listening of what's going on internally i'm in the listening of what's going on outside of myself and i'm thinking critically and i'm asking the questions i know i don't have any of the answers actually right now but I know I can only find the answers if I ask the questions. For it's in asking the questions externally and internally where we give ourselves the chance to grow. Well, well, well. I had a lot to say, no surprise. This episode was inspired by Sarah who commented on one of my longer Facebook posts where she said request will you please make an audio version of all your posts I will not do that no 
but I will come to you time to time and address a topic that I am uh, posting about, so I'm open to those requests. So this episode was dedicated to you, Sarah Millington, and a shout out to Adina who backed her up, and Evelyn Faye, and Lori Handlers, and Beatrice, and Jorge Alfonso. Thank you guys for following and uh, sharing your love. It's really awesome to get uh, feedback from the work uh, I offer or the things I share. I know it's not for everybody and I know it stirs things up, but I really am coming from the intention of uh, asking people to feel more, uh, take more responsibility, and uh, be more critical and uh, yeah just don't take anything for face face value not in these times i love you uh, if you want to uh, follow more of my adventures check out my youtube series the spiritual playboy which could be found on the spiritualplayboy.com you can also check out frankmondose.com where you will have a list of everything I'm offering. Here's a teaser. I am currently in production with some online offerings, so you can expect some new opportunities to engage with me and uh, where I can share my knowledge and my wisdom that I've picked up in the field for over five years in a new medium. So that and a lot more coming up soon on that note i so look forward to seeing you in the field again one day so we could wrap our arms around each other and give each other a big hug and a big kiss and remind each other to let it all go free <laughs>